This is Pastor Flosser, and you're getting ready to listen to the preached Word of God taken directly from one of our services at Faith and Truth Assembly in Thomasville, Pennsylvania. We hope it is a blessing to you, and if you could take some time and just go over to the Contact Us tab on this website and send us a little message. Let us know if there's any questions we can answer, any prayer requests we can bring before the Lord on your behalf. We want to help you in any way we can. God bless you and enjoy the word. Hallelujah. Turn in the Bible with me. Proverbs, the third chapter. If you'll put your heart into this, really pay attention to what God's trying to do. I think this world has gotten so used to entertainment sitting in front of a television or a movie screen or a computer screen and just, you know, just pointless, mindless entertainment, just anything and everything. And if you'd ask somebody, is that even good? Is that something that's, that's funny to you? Well, you know, it's just kind of, kind of just spending time. And if we're not careful, church can kind of be like that. And we can say, well, at least it's better than what I could be doing. It's got to be better than that. Amen. It's got to be better than, than just, well, I could be sitting somewhere looking at something nasty. No, no, no. This, is, this will help you. If, you. if you really, praise God, eat it up. Amen. The Bible says, feed my sheep. It, it'll strengthen you. It'll bless you. I, I believe God knew exactly what I'm talking about uh, because he told the prophet in, I think it was Jeremiah, he said, they're listening to you like you're a singer, like you're singing a pretty song. And, and that's a, kind of a neat thought to me because that's exactly, you don't have to invest a whole lot just to listen to music. But he said, they're not, they're not learning, they're not being helped, they're not being edified, and that takes both of us. That's why... You know, when you settle back into, I don't say amen anymore. I, I, don't, I don't really put my heart into that. I, I don't interact anymore. That, that's not biblical, and that's not, not God's best for you. Amen. So let's turn in our Bibles, Proverbs 3, and, and before we read it, let's ask God to help us just get everything out of what He wants to do. What a... What a what a sad thing to think God had something for you and you just overlooked it. You missed it. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence today. Thank you for, Lord, helping us today. Thank you for, Lord, your touch and your gifts today, God. And, and Lord, we, we rely on you and ask you to have your way. Help us this morning, God, to, to feast on your word. Help it to be a part of us, God. And, Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we ask you to have your way. Help us today, in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. If you'd seek for wisdom and understanding more than anything else, you'd be happy. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. Who? Wisdom. And all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand. You want to live longer? Be wise. 
in her left hand riches and honor. You want to do better in life, be wise. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Oh, if this world and this people would seek wisdom. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall thy life, so, so shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither be a neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. God bless you. You can be seated. To me, I, I, I see this world and, and the self-will of man, the pride of man that says, I'll do whatever I want to do. And I think that's all right. My question is, not doing what you want to do, do something that's wise. It seems like that pride of man says, you know what, I'll break the rules. I'll do something completely foolish just because I can. Why not choose to be wise? Why not choose to do what would bless your life, take you in a direction to have God's favor in your life. Why not choose to get away from everything that would destroy you? Amen. And not, why not choose life? Why not choose God's wisdom? I want to focus in a little bit on a word here in verse 26 because the Bible shows us that if we're choosing God's wisdom, if we are seeking God's wisdom, if we are attaining it, getting it and retaining it, keeping it, that the Bible says that we can have peace, we can be free of fear, and that we can have confidence. Somebody say confidence. There's a lot said nowadays about confidence, and I don't think it's all just a bad thing. I I feel like in some ways I know how God laid this on my heart this week. I feel like there is a need for confidence in people in the house of God. But, but the world's got it all mixed up and messed up. And as the world tries to teach and preach their brand of confidence, we might say it's just kind of a shortened version of self-confidence. That's going to let you down. And I want to talk about that today. I want to, I want to talk about and preach to you about the child of God having confidence, it says here, the Lord, excuse me, shall be thy confidence. There's a, an understanding that word confidence in, in the Bible means to have a, a security, an assurance that you, uh, you have within yourself a, a refuge. That God's, 
given you this confidence that, that you know, you can stand strong. You've got a foundation under your feet. You're not going to be easily shaken. You're not, you're not worried about everything that could go wrong and come against you. Because in God, you've got the strength of confidence. There's a peace in that. There's a rest in that. If you're living in an area that's got a lot of storms and, and, and uh, a lot of natural kind of adversity that might come against you, but you've got your home built on a rock and you know that it's established and, and tested and tried. Every wind that blows, you don't have to be afraid of it. Every forecast of a problem, you don't have to lose any sleep. You can have confidence and know, praise God, that everything's going to be all right. I think a lot, I see a lot of lack of confidence in the world today. And I talk, you'll hear me talk about insecurity quite a bit. And, and there's some things, there's some reasons to be insecure. Amen. There's some reasons. Some, some people have been let down and hurt so many times. And, and it's hard to be secure in something or someone that is not solid and stable and secure. Amen. There are some things in this world that, that uh, I can't put my trust in. There's people in this world I cannot rely on. I, I, I don't like saying that, but you know it's the truth. But God's got a, a confidence for us that, that can give us a, a boldness. A boldness in our walk with God. And I believe if we have the right kind of confidence, we can have a boldness in our prayers. I felt like some struggled tonight. I feel like God helped us get a breakthrough, but I feel like some struggled getting there. I feel like the enemy has some, some strongholds and some minds today that, that makes it hard for you. I've seen some of the greatest breakthroughs. And I remember specifically one several, several years ago where we were just having a good, good move of God. God was just, just blessing people. And, and there were two people specifically and just felt very strongly to, to talk to them after the service and I think it might have even been the next day, but but as much as they were dancing and shouting, you could just it didn't take the Holy Ghost to just look at their face and say they, they were having a hard time just really enjoying the presence of God. And it was right there for them. Amen. There's God God wants us to be able to to come into his presence and feel and experience the fullness of joy. Not only feel and experience that, but be able to come boldly in our time of need, knowing that he hears us. Our worship, there needs to be a confidence in that. That when we lift our hands and when we give God glory, that there's, there's peace, there's liberty, there's power in that. <clears throat> and that when we go out of this church, when we leave this building, that when we're reaching out to souls and lives around us, that, that we can have a boldness in that, that we don't have to... Have to Fear, oh, they're going to think less of me, or they're not going to, they're not going to like how I, how I come across. No, that you've got just a, an, an anointing in you, a, a, a peace in you that you can, you can just freely just say, oh, this is, this is what you need. There's a lot of people that are bound in that. I felt that in prayer this week. There's a lot of people that God wants to, wants to not only bless you in your relationship with God and have you enjoy it. Enjoy being a Christian. Amen. And not only enjoy the presence of God and, and just feel liberty to, to, to come into His presence. I, I don't know why I was thinking this, but I was, uh, 
I, I, I was I was thanking God for just being able. You know, you can have a walk with God that isn't constantly. I, I, I should be praying more, and I should be doing more, and I should. You can have a walk with God where you just your 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 heart is right with God. I always feel like that's kind of the way I was brought up in church. Like like you're never quite what you ought to be. You're always you always feel a little bit of guilt, and you're not praying like you should. I remember listening to a tape of a of a singer from years ago, and and uh, uh, for whatever whatever preference you have. I think the man wasn't just the best singer in the world, but he could write some really touching songs. And he had this chorus that said, my eyes are dry, my faith is old, my heart is hard, my prayers are cold, but I know how you ought, I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. And it was a good song. But I remember in a live version I listened, he was talking to this whole stadium full of people. And he was saying, you know, uh, sing along with me. Unless your heart isn't hard and your prayers aren't cold, as if everybody in that place would have said, yes, yes, I don't pray, I don't pray like I should. And I thought, really? And I, in, in my place, I'm not trying to be proud, but I thought, you know what? My prayers aren't cold. My faith isn't old. I, I'm, I'm feeling good in God. Should I not? No, I, I don't think so. Is anybody hearing me today? I, I think you can be in a place. In God. I'm not saying you're not growing. You're not learning. Amen. I might be in third grade, but I can still be getting A's. That doesn't mean I'm in college. Doesn't mean I'm not still learning and growing. I'm stagnant and proud and self-confident. But you can have a walk with God that you feel like, you know what? I love living for God today, and I feel good in it. And I believe God wants you there. I believe God wants you in a place where you don't have to say, today like yesterday and probably tomorrow, I just don't feel like I measure up. Live a life that you can. Amen. Hallelujah. And if when you get to that place, you can where, where you just reel with God. You say, "But I failed." You get it right, and you get back up, and you learn from that, and you go forward. <coughs> the devil robs you of confidence. The devil robs you of the ability. Just even felt a little uncomfortableness in that. Not that, not that you're fighting me or anything like that, but just. Am I really allowed to just feel like I'm in a good place in God? That it's okay to be good, that I'm not where I'm not what I'm gonna be, but I I'm doing all I know to do to live for God today and just be able to come into God's presence like his child and feel good about I don't have to beg him, I don't have to plead with him and Amen. So I want to talk about that today. I want to preach about confidence today. Before we really get where we need to go, there's just just one or two things I really feel like biblically in this study we need to cover because I, I know it's uh, some things I've seen come up in people's lives that really mess them up. And uh, let's, uh, let's start. I've only got three points. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians 5. Galatians 5 in verse 7. Everybody with me still? All right. Galatians 5, verse 7 said, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You were doing good. What hindered you? Who hindered you? This persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded. Verse 10. 
But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. Paul is saying to the church, you were doing so well, but somebody came in and preached something to you that kind of messed up your faith a little bit. Frustrated the grace of God, it says in one place. And he said, but I've got confidence in you. You're going to be all right. You're going to come through this and you're going to be all right. Philemon. Did you know that's in the Bible? Philemon. It's a one chapter book. Hallelujah. Turn with me to it. Just a really neat book. A personal letter from Paul to someone that really shows the heart of the gospel. Philemon, verse 21, New Testament. Paul says to Philemon, I have confidence in you. Oh, no, 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 I backed up. I'm reading out of Galatians. I'm sorry. Philemon 21, having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. Paul said, I've got confidence in you, Philemon. I know you're not just going to do what I'm asking of you, but you're going to do even more than that. You're going to go above and beyond. Every time I have a request from you, you just, uh, you do it and you do more than I even asked. Amen? Before we really get to where we need to be, I, I have to deal with the fact that I understand we're living in a day of mistrust. I understand that. I, I see how the enemy is just working in lives, and, and uh, praise God. There is uh, many times, I haven't heard it recently, but every now and then I talk to somebody, and uh, they might say, well, you know, uh, they're skeptical. They don't go to church. They question whether there's, whether there's a God. And uh, they say, you know, I, I don't just believe in following by blind faith. And I don't know that I've ever preached, and I'm really not even sure I've ever heard anybody preach anything about, okay, let's all follow blind faith, in blind faith. God gives us a reason to have confidence in Him. Amen. Amen. But we're living in a day where it's very, very hard to trust people. And I get that. And, and there's nobody that I know of that comes into the church that doesn't have what we might call trust issues. Praise God. And uh, that, that's just, uh, we live in a day where we've been let down, we've been hurt. People fail. People mess up. And, and, and people sometimes can be very hypocritical. People can, can be fake. And uh, But I, I'm talking not only about a mistrust, but what happens sometimes is when People come to the house of God and, and they understand there is a, a confidence, a, a trustworthiness that belongs in not only in ministry, but, but in one another, in the church. Not ever to the level that you put your confidence in anybody that they're saving you. You have a walk with God. And that goes without saying. It should. But Paul said, let me just state my first point. We should have confidence in one another. We should have confidence in one another. Not unquestioned confidence that, that puts all my, my heart, my, my soul, my eternity in, in a preacher's hands or anybody else's hands. 
But we ought to be able to think, you know what, that person is real. That person's not a hypocrite. Amen. That's reasonable confidence. The pastor ought to, it goes both ways. This is the interesting part. A lot of people, you know, very, very strongly will will uh, question and maybe even judge the, 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 the integrity of a pastor. And I believe a lot of that is acceptable and right. But understand, it should be able to go both ways for sure. A lot of folks that I've pastored over the years have felt like it is definitely within their right to question and and uh, criticize and critique uh, the ministry and and to a certain extent I'm not against all that but I will say when you have an attitude that says but don't you ever expect to to say one thing about the way I live my life or my attitude or the way I do things then that's ridiculous that's completely rebellious amen when when we can have a mutual loving, hey, I want to help you and, and you help me kind of relationship with anybody, that's reasonable. Praise the Lord. Everybody, and we everybody comes to the house of men, well, I won't say everybody, but so many people just, they, they come to a church like this because they want to hear it told like it is. They want to hear the truth. They want to hear it, hear it straight out, no compromise. Amen. And, and a lot of people, I won't just say everybody, but there's a lot of people that want, just don't play games, don't, don't try to be uh, uh, politically correct, don't try to uh, cut corners for me, for, for I want to hear the truth. And sometimes we'll look around and say, man, he ought to just nail that from the pulpit. He ought to just come right down and put his finger right on their nose and say, hey, you oughtn't be doing what you're doing or you ought to do that. And, and you know what, that's so, so, uh, that's, that's wonderful, but very few say, and if it's me, go ahead. Here's my nose. Put your finger right on it. That's the truth. There's very few, the same people, the same people that say, oh, you, you ought to just deal with that. Don't be afraid at all. And, and it's like, well, what about my family? What about me? What, well, you know, be careful. I have feelings, you know. Be careful how you come across, you know. I don't, I don't want to think maybe you don't like me. So, so everybody likes that hard preaching, but you know, it's like I talk about Herod sometimes. He listened to John the Baptist, man. John the Baptist told him, hey, you do this, and you take care of this, and you soldiers, you handle it this way, and you uh, publicans, you you pay this back. And then he said, hey, uh, Herod, and by the way, that woman you're living with, she's not your wife. That's your brother's wife. And that whole uh, situation was messed up. He said, you know what, that, that preacher I like so much, let's get his head on a platter. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, hey, are you hearing me today? Amen. What happens a lot of times? I've seen it over and over again. What happens is people in church that grow in, love God. I'm not saying they're just complete hypocrites. Absolutely not. But sometimes we hear something or something's handled or something's done that we don't really care for the way it's done or how it's done. And that's going to happen. Amen. That's going to happen. And that kind of mistrust that we deal with in our flesh, I've seen justified in people and make it seem spiritual now. There are scriptures in the Bible, we may get to some of them, we sure won't get to nearly all of them, that talk about having no confidence in the flesh. Having no confidence in man. And I've seen people get so spiritual, they say, I don't trust, I don't have my confidence in man. So they don't have a preacher now. They can't be taught. They can't be led. They can't be directed or corrected. 
they become a law to themselves. Now, rest assured, they want their family to listen to them. And sometimes if they break off and try to try to be a minister in some sense, they want to be able to have confidence in themselves. But it is it's always a misread of Scripture when you say, I, I don't have any leadership. I don't have any direction. I don't have a pastor. I don't ha- I don't I don't need a, to listen to preaching. I don't put my confidence in man. That's deception. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. We could spend a lot of time on this, and, and, and I don't think I need to, but Ephesians 4. <clears throat> Usually when you're that far gone and you're justifying your lack of desire for accountability or correction or instruction in righteousness, you just don't want to have any kind of rebuke in your life. And you say, you justify that by saying, well, I have no, I don't put my confidence in man. I put it in God. Well, this whole Bible is about people being used to God. This Bible was written while men were moved on by God. Every prophet, every preacher that you're reading was anointed by God. Ephesians 4 says there's one Lord, verse 5, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father, of all, who is above all, through all, in you all. Somebody say amen. It's all about God. We're not telling you to, to put your, your, the kind of loyalty and confidence you put in God in man ever. But when you get to a place where you have mistrust and somehow you justify that by saying, I just don't put my confidence in flesh, you're misusing the Bible. Wherefore, he said, verse 8, when he ascendeth up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. This is God, that one God and Father. He led the captivity that bound us to be bound and captive. Verse 9, now he that ascended, now that he ascended, what is it that, but he, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same that also ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave. Who's the giver? Who is the, it's God. Amen. He gave some apostles. That's missionaries. Amen. Those that would establish churches, whether foreign or domestic. Amen. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. He gave them to the New Testament church. He's God. Amen. But, but we don't ever, ever just step in there. Now, if a pastor or a minister steps out of bounds, God's going to deal with that. Amen. God's going to work on it. And, 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 and that's needful. Amen. But, but we cannot say, well, you're not my God. No kidding. Of course not. And I hope nobody's trying to be your God other than God. He's the only one who's qualified. But God did give the ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Sadly, the people that I have seen saying, well, I just, I, I don't put my confidence in flesh. Certainly, if they are trying to be a witness, a testimony, they want people to have a trust in what they're saying is true and accurate. If they want to lead people to Jesus, they're going to want that confidence to say, I, I'm listening to you, and I, I, I trust that what you're doing, saying to me is right, and I will follow that advice, that counsel to pray this and repent and be baptized in his name. Amen. That kind of confidence is right for me to have in you, for you to have in me, and we to have in one another. Amen. 
Don't ever, ever think that somehow you can justify a bad attitude or rebellion by saying, I just, my confidence is only in God. You know, how would, how would it be, you know, at your job, in your family? You know, come on, just, just, uh, just, just eat your peas. They're good for you. My confidence is only in God. <laughs> I don't listen to flesh. That's all you are, Mom. Just flesh. It doesn't work that way. Amen. God delegates authority. He doesn't expect that delegated authority to rob him of the affections and the worship. But, but we do have that in, in, in society, in our homes, and in the church. And a minister, a shepherd with a shepherd's heart wants, just wants to feed people, just wants people to be saved, wants to lead them so that they can be saved and blessed. Amen. That's all. And you ought to be able to have confidence in that. You ought to be able to have, have, have a, a, a strength known when you come to church. Praise God. God's working. Amen. I don't understand everything. I wish things maybe uh, would be better or move along faster, but, but I know God is working. Amen. Let's move on. Praise God. And turn with me to Philippians, the third chapter. Number one, we ought to have confidence in one another, but praise God, we, we fail one another. We, we are weak. Philippians, the third chapter. I want to talk about what we think about, mentioned it earlier, when we think about confidence in the world today and people talk about confidence, most of the time we think about self-confidence, amen? That kind of is defined by the feeling of self-assurance arising from one's own appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. I feel good about who I am and, and what I can do. feel like I can be good at something. I can do a good job. I, I might not be a good carpenter, a good mechanic, uh, or, uh, but maybe I can just be a real good me. Amen. And uh, I believe the teaching of this world trying to build self-confidence and that you are you are awesome just who you are and you are uh it's it's going to let you down it's going to let you down it, just because i i've seen some horrible things lately it's just gone nuts where celebrities will uh will just, just because you call yourself a god doesn't make you a god just because you call yourself a genius doesn't make you a genius just because you say these bold things and, and put out there that you are just so much, so great. Uh, what happens is with people with, with self-confidence, it is a, uh, it's a lie. Because it's gonna, you're going to find the end of your ability. The idea that you can do anything you set your mind to. Well, you, praise God, God's got something for you and you can be awesome in that place in Him. But understand, without God, we're broken. And I believe everybody out there who's saying, I'm just awesome, I'm great, I'm a god or I'm a goddess, and I, uh, I, I'm just so, so, so awesome and I can't, I can't be stopped, I can do anything I want inside. It becomes arrogant, it becomes almost to a point where, we might even speak about this tonight, maybe uh, almost a bully to, to where people are so brash about how great they say they are. And what they're really doing is covering up the, trying to close off their mind to the fact that I am broken. I do have failures. I need a Savior. 
I need more than my ability. I, I, I need more than what I can do for myself. I need God. Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians 3. Paul had a lot to be confident in as far as his own righteousness. Philippians 3, verse 3, he said, For we are of the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's, again, let me, let me just kind of backtrack a little bit. That's not saying, well, I don't have any confidence in Philemon. I said it, but I don't really. I don't have any confidence uh, in, in those others I was talking about in, in uh, uh, where was it, in, in uh, Galatia. No, no, he's saying, I, I don't, I'm not putting my confidence in my own flesh that I might somehow be able to save myself. I need God. He said, though I might, verse 4, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath with, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I'm more. I have a lot more reason to have confidence in myself than a lot of other people. I've accomplished a lot, Paul is saying, but I don't because I know life's going to prove to you that you need God somewhere along the line. If you can't look at your life and say, I, I need God, I've, I've been hurt, I've been broken, I, I, I can't help my own self, there will come a time. Where, where you're going to face. And, and if you feel like your life has just been one success after another, it's a point that under man wants to die. You need Jesus for the one battle that we all have to fight. He said, though I might have also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am more. See, he, he's not talking about the kind of confidence we have in one another. He's talking about having the confidence that belongs to God. I don't put it in myself. He said, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew of the Hebrews, touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is of the law, blameless. He said, I just lined up and excelled in every area of Old Testament holiness. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ. Don't beat around the bush, Paul. Just tell us how you feel. He said, I could brag about my self-confidence and my accomplishments more than anybody else. They're doo-doo. It's just dumb. It's that worthless to me. Amen? Isn't that what he said? That, he's, he's not making any, any uh, uh, just, just playing any games. It's just, here's what I look at. My self-confidence and my ability and everything that I pushed for, everything that, that I labored for, it's nothing. Well, it's worse than nothing. I mean, if you had a choice between nothing and dung, I'd take nothing any day. So it's worse than that. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And he goes on, talks about pressing toward the mark. And I'm not going to read down over there, but it's just so good about I'm, I'm letting the things that go that are behind. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep reaching because my confidence is not in me. 
Amen. I believe we can have confidence. Praise God. But it's in God. If I come to church and I'm not, and I'm not praying, I'm not walking with God, I'm not allowing Him to feed me and lead me and, and, and correct me, I'm not allowing all the things that He's put in my life to work, I can't have confidence. You can't have confidence when you're under conviction. That's the opposite of confidence. This world and all their arrogance that they're trying to be so self-confident, how awesome they are, is really just a screaming, yelling, clogging their ears that I don't want to hear what I know inside to be true is I need a Savior. I need God. 1 John 2. 1 John. There at the end of your Bible, right before Jude and Revelation. Confidence. This is where we're heading here. This is what we... We want to talk about this, this idea that it's, it's more than the kind of confidence we have when we rely on a friend or, or, or trust the, the ministry is telling me the truth. More than, than when I have believe I can do well and I, I can do good at my job or, or do good at what I know I do well at. Uh, this is next level confidence. This is what the Bible is talking about having, having in our lives. Praise God. The, what we read in Proverbs about the Lord being your confidence and your foot not being taken from out, out from under you. First John 2, verse 28. And now, little children, abide in Him. That's it right there. Amen? I'm just a little child. I, I, what, what's... What's a child good at? I, I, I'm afraid of, of the unknown. I'm insecure because I, I don't... There's Everybody around me seems like they know more and they've been around longer. But abide in me. Live in this. Be real in this. Abide in Him. Live in, the, in, in God. And hallelujah. Abide in Him that when He shall appear, we may have confidence. And not be ashamed before Him at His coming. See, this is so important. Listen. What I'm talking to you about today, about having confidence in prayer, have confidence in your worship, being able to just feel good, to come boldly into His presence. This is, this is a pastor looking ahead, looking at the bigger picture. You might say, well, I'm just gonna, I just don't feel like, like I'm worthy, or I just don't feel like I can. There's a lot you're missing out on, but the biggest thing is, you're going to want to have confidence on that day you stand face to face with Him. How are you going to do that if you can't pray and you're just looking by faith? How are you going to walk into the presence of God and say, because of Calvary, because I've been abiding in you, this is the day that I've been looking for all of my life. Now, little children, abide in Him that when He shall appear we may have confidence. Let's be honest. Let me ask you a tough question. Tough question. What, what's your attitude going to be like if, if the Lord just appears? Are you going to be more like Adam and Eve? Trying to cover up, trying to hide, trying to make excuses? Trying to, trying to figure out how you... Well, well, let me explain some things. You remember when Jesus 
talked about the landowner that brought the day of reckoning and and thy thy pound gained ten pounds, thy pound gained five pounds. They didn't have a lot of excuses. Uh, see, I could have done a whole lot more, but see this. But the man who didn't do anything with what he had, he had to. Now, let me explain some things, Lord. Before you start talking, before you have anything to say, I've got to tell you, I thought you were a, a fearful man, and I was afraid. I, I respected you that much, and I know you, you've got a lot of authority. You, 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 plant, you pay, take things that you didn't plant, and, and, and I, know, I know what you're like. So here, here's what I did. Now, hear me out, right? What are you going to... What's it going to be like when the Lord appears? Are you going to be like those who hid? Those who had to explain? You don't have to explain. Are you going to be someone who says, Lord, come quickly? Lord, I'm looking forward. I want to be that day. I'm ready. I'm ready to stand before you. I know my sins are forgiven. I know I've got integrity in my heart. I'm living right. Amen. That you be not ashamed before him at his coming. God wants you to have that kind of excitement, that kind of boldness today. If you're having problems getting into prayer, deal with that. Listen, pay attention to what God's trying to say. If you're having problems uh, feeling his liberty, feeling peace, feeling God's direction, if you're having problems just resting in him, if you feel like there's, there's conviction, there's contention in your spirit, in your mind, you, you, you're uncomfortable in the house of God. So important that you figure that out because there's going to come a day you close your eyes in this world, you open your eyes, and there he sits on the throne confidence at his appearing. Hebrews, the third chapter, verse 12. Hebrews 3, verse 12 says, take heed, brethren. Hebrews three twelve, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. When you come before God and you, God fills you with the Holy Ghost. God gives you His power. You have confidence that He forgave you of your sins. You have confidence that they are washed away, buried, forgiven, and forgotten. You have confidence that God's Holy Ghost filled your life. Those sins must have been taken care of for a holy God to dwell in this temple. To be able to love Him. To be able to, to, to just come to church excited about what I'm going to feel, what I'm going to experience. And, and to enter into that and, and love Him and know there's peace, there's joy. Hold fast that until the end. You can't have confidence when you carry conviction. You can't have confidence in prayer. You can't have confidence in worship. You can't have confidence in, in, in your witness, in your testimony. Praise God. There, there ought to be. If I heard something a while back. It was a documentary they have over at the, the, in Lancaster with the um, tabernacle display. There's a little film that they show, and it's a, it's a history of the Amish and Mennonite. And the one quote from, from that film that I think about very regularly, 
He said, you can ask me if I'm a Christian and I could say anything I want. If you really want to know, you should ask my neighbors. So much truth to that. And in prayer, I regularly say, God, what, what, would, what would happen? What, what, the people that know me, the people that have worked with me, the people on a job, the people in my home, my wife especially, sees me through all kinds of circumstances, situations, if she doesn't think I'm real, then I've got a problem. Amen. What, what, what would happen if, if, uh, if, if we would just interview the people that are closest to you, people that know you, people that see you on the job, people that see you in the neighborhood? You're, what, what would they say? I, I recognize. I understand. Well, let me explain some things first. <laughs> I understand that not everybody has a clear view of of you or me. But generally speaking, I need to be right. I need to have integrity that that if I'm living a life that that I know is is genuine, I can have confidence with God. And that confidence is going to transfer to my testimony, to my witness. It's going to transfer to my day-by-day living that I'm not afraid of every wind that blows. I'm not afraid of every bad news that comes across the... the, uh, uh, praise God, the wires. Or I know that I can only do so much. Can I say one more thing that's important to me for some of you that you have just been so hit so hard and you have looked at yourself closer. Self-examination has been just so, so much closer than ever before. There's only so much you can do. Can I tell you the closer you look at your motives and the closer you look at who you are, there's going to be a point where you say, God, I'm doing all I can, but when I look at myself, I'm disappointed in me. Your confidence has to be in God. I've listened to some some teaching recently that's just really just, oh, I loved it, but it really challenged me. Look at, look at why you do what you do. and What are your motives? And when I dig down in really dig down in heart-searching, life-searching prayer, I can be disappointed in me. I just recognize more and more, I've got, I've got to keep growing. I've got to keep learning. Amen. I can have confidence, though, in God, knowing that, God, I've given you 100%. My heart is perfect toward you. My life is surrendered to you. I love you. I'm not what I'm going to be. And there's parts of me, God, I'm, I'm just, I've given them to you. Keep working. Keep moving. But there's only so much confidence you can have in yourself before you're going to let yourself down. You've got to put your confidence in God. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Sister Katie, can you help me here in the platform? Next level confidence is about fully relying on God. I believe it was just a theme of this service from the very beginning. Leaning on Him. There is a life that you can live. Let me say it again at the end of this service. There's a life you can live where you're settled into God. Not unstable, but rooted, grounded. In God.
You're walking with Him. Your trust is fully in Him. You put your past in His hands. You put your future in His hands. And day by day, Lord, you just take me by the hand. If you're not listening, if you're not paying attention to God, if you're more in love with your will than God's will in your life, you can't have a confidence. You can't have that boldness. If there's hypocrisy in you, you can't have that peace that comes with a confidence that knows. God, if you would come today, I don't have to try to prepare an alibi. I don't have to make an excuse. I don't have to try to to cover up. Here I am, Lord. I'm just serving you with all my heart today like every other day. Oh, I failed. I've I've stumbled before him, but my confidence is in his blood. My confidence is in his mercy. Hallelujah. Feel like somebody needed this this morning. Feel like somebody. Praise God. You're struggling to really just have that confidence. Not not self-confidence. But confidence when you just close your eyes and lift your hands to God and know. I've got a place in His kingdom. I've got a... I can have a boldness before God. He's meant for me. Not to take it easy, not to coast in this, but to thank God every day, enjoy the pleasures of of being a child of God, the rest, the peace. Hallelujah. 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 Let's all stand. This altar is open. If you want to come pray and talk to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. God's going to help you. wants you to trust Him enough to have confidence. Confidence in your walk. Confidence in His will. There's so much more in the Bible about this. pray. We ask God to help you.
It's not God's will for you to flounder in all the mind battles that the enemy puts, all the oppression of emotions that weigh you down. God wants you to experience the liberty in His presence. Devil's fight fights that. It's very, very sad. People play games with their soul. They play with sin and don't recognize what we know all along is there is a, going to be a battle. God restores. God forgives, but there's going to be a battle that to really be everything God really wants us to be. That's why it's good to walk carefully, walk circumspectly. God wants us to to be able to come in His presence just with His grace, with His mercy, to feel the liberty, the, the beauty of His holy presence. Can we all stand? God, we love you. Help us, I pray. In our prayers, in our worship, in our witness, to have that boldness, to have that confidence that only is in you. Only is in you. Bless your people, Lord. I pray, God, that this word will work in us and God bring us to a next level in you. Bless your people, Lord. Bless the service tonight, God, if you tarry. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go.